Hello and welcome to the 2023 Sam Houston Signing Day Show. I'm your host, Jason Barfield, and it is a big class coming in for Sam Houston. We're excited to sit down and talk about it. Over the next 45 minutes, we're going to take a look at this 28-player class as Casey Keeler, our head football coach, Clayton Barnes, general manager for football, will break down this class, kind of go into the ins and outs of what it took to put this one together. So I'm Happy to be joined by Casey Keeler. And Coach, we'll start with you. You look at this class overview, 28 total signings, 15 on offense, 13 on defense, 16 high school signings, yep. 8 JCs, 4 FBS transfers. Just start with just kind of some overview on this. What you know? What are your general thoughts? We'll get into the individual players later on. But, you know, when you look at this class, kind of what jumps out at you? Well, I think we hit our mark. You know, we're a high school-based operation. That's our foundation. And so we wanted to really attack the, the, the Texas high school uh, recruiting, and we did. And I thought we recruited a great class. On top of that, we've, you know, kind of found ourselves a little bit more into the JC world. With the portal happening and better players not getting recruited out of high school, they're now going to JCs. We found there's a really good market for JC players, and I thought we did a great job there. And then we found some portal guys, you know, some guys that we think are perfect fits for us. The guys who are portal fits for us are guys who can play at a high level but realize the most important thing for them is to get on the field. I use the Joe Flacco example. Joe Flacco couldn't get on the field at Pitt, and three years later he's the 18th overall pick because he played. And the guys that we get out of the portal are those guys who could probably play, maybe even a little higher level than us, but say, you know what, the single most important for me is to get in a great program with a great culture and play. So I thought we hit our mark. Love the high school uh, kids we got. Also, I thought we did a great job of saving some scholarships for mid-years. And uh, that was, you know, Clayton's uh, suggestion was, uh, you know, now that we can't play for anything technically for the 22 season, maybe we leave some scholarship money available so we can bring in some great mid-years. And Clayton, I thought we brought in a, a great group of mid-years. Yeah, Clayton, when you look at the class, 28, uh, 28 guys, did you know coming in that this was going to be this big of a class? Or was it something that just kind of developed through the process? You know, kind of like Coach said, you know, when when things played out the way they did with the first year of the transition and, you know, not having the playoffs on the table, not having a conference championship opportunity on the table, you know, we knew that the most important thing was be the best version of us week one at BYU, uh, first year of FBS ball. And so we made the choice to, to set aside some scholarships that we had plenty of money for the mid-year, bring in some transfers, you know, a couple high school guys. Um, and so we knew that we we're gonna have a big class. We saved some money, and then plus, just with the the transition process, you're adding scholarships going from FCS to FBS. So uh, we knew it was gonna be a pretty big class. You know, we always gotta start with the high school foundation. You know, that's a year long process when you identify in you know the winter and then the spring, get them on campus in the summer, get them for camps, recruit into the fall. And that's a year long process we devote a lot of time into. So we're really proud of those guys. And then, like Coach said, strategy-wise, we knew that the JC market would be you know, kind of a market inefficiency for us, where other people may be focused on the portal. There's some really talented JC kids uh, that would be on the market, whether it's in Texas, Kansas, Mississippi, California, all across the country. We knew there would be talented guys that could help us you know, play FBS ball. You know, when you look at just what the recruiting process has been like for you over the last few years, in a relatively short time, you've gone from recruiting Southland, and for the FCS playoffs and winning a national championship there to shifting gears and recruiting kind of a different type of kid for the whack, and then almost immediately turning your focus to FBS football, Conference USA, and building a team that can win bowl games. Right. Uh, what's been the biggest difference that you've seen through this part of the process recruiting this class, maybe compared to years past, and then as y'all look ahead to 24s and 25s? Well, first of all, the brand of winning – has been the single most important thing in recruiting. You know, winning the national championship, uh, winning 21 straight games, you know, having the greatest calendar year in the history of college football, that really has solidified our brand. And so when we've gone to move up to recruit those so-called FBS players, those are guys that we had interest in before and had interest in us before, but now we're a little bit in there a little bit better. You know, um, the move to FBS has been big in terms of, you know, we're opening with BYU, and then we have Air Force, and then we have Houston, and then we have a great Conference USA schedule, and then we're getting on on TV with our, our midweek games uh, in October. So there's so much to sell right now. So players that would listen to us now are, you know, jumping in, and, and, and we're getting them, them to be Bearcats. So we've always recruited very well. 
uh, we have such a, an amazing location, and I think we have such a great product, you know, from the from our history in the, the, the last decade here. But now with that FBS uh, addition and the schedule uh, that we're playing, you know, you're getting some pretty high level guys that uh, you know don't leave the state. You know, they're they're not going going to Ohio. They're not going up. Uh, to, to Washington. They're, they're not going to California. They're staying here in Texas because they get a chance to play FBS football right down the street. Clayton, what are you seeing? And I think one thing that helps with that is, you know, with the standard of expectation that's been set here um, at the FCS level, competing for national championships, we've already targeted guys we see as being FBS caliber players. Like when we recruited at the FCS level, we still said, all right, can this guy play in Conference USA? Could this guy play in the Sun Belt? Those are the type of high school kids we targeted. We didn't want to reach on you know, necessarily guys that maybe they're more of a developmental long-term project. We wanted guys that we thought could play at a higher level. Because if you want to compete for national championships at the FCS level, that's the kind of kid you're going to get. Look at what James Madison did year one in the Sun Belt. You know, they're recruiting FBS-level kids as an FCS school. That's why they were as good as they were. That's why we believe we've been as good as we are. So, you know, I don't think it's really changed the watermark quite as much as far as evaluation because that's already the standard we set. I think, like Coach said, that we have a little more receptiveness from guys. Like maybe instead of going to play at a Mountain West school or a Mac school, or going to play out in you know Middle Tennessee or Western Kentucky, you know, stay home, play the same level of ball, you know, in your backyard, and, and come win games like we've said. Yeah, what, Clay, let, me, let me pop in here and say when we evaluate our our class when we were at the SCF level, it was not really against SFA or against Incarnate Word. It was always against Texas State or North Texas or UTEP. You know, look at the the G fives in our state and say even as an FCS school. How are we re- recruiting against them? So we've always set a pretty high standard for ourselves. Now there's even more receptiveness in terms of, you know, when we contact those players and they understand that we are now you know, moving to FBS. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the guys on the offense and break that one down here on the 2023 Sam Houston Football Signing Day Special. Bearcat fans, single game tickets for the Sam Houston men's and women's basketball seasons are now available to purchase. Reserve your seats now to cheer on the Bearcats at Johnson Coliseum throughout the 22-23 season. To purchase tickets, you can go to GoBearcats.com or call the Bearcat Athletic Ticket Office at 936-294-1729. We look forward to seeing you here at Johnson Coliseum. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to the 2023 Sam Houston Football Signing Day Show. Jason Barfield here, joined by Casey Keeler, Clayton Barnes, and let's go ahead and dive right into the class. We're going to start with the guys on offense. We'll start with the quarterback, Xavier Ward, six foot two, 205 pounds out of Corona, California, a transfer from Washington State. Yeah, that Corona area is great high school football. Um, was in a unique situation where they had COVID and he missed his senior year. Top 55 quarterbacks in the country coming out, decides to take extra classes, graduates early, goes to Washington State as a 17-year-old. You know, first spring ball, um, or first real spring ball after being there, he hurts his shoulder, non-throwing shoulder, and he misses that time. Then, you know, another ward transfers in, um, and, and he gets behind, you know, pretty talented player in Cam Ward. And so he's a, he's a guy that has power five ability, um, you know, talked to a lot of coaches at, at Washington State. They love him as a person, love him as a player, just couldn't get on the field. And we got him on campus, and, and he saw what we were doing here, and he got really excited. And all early indications are um, he's he has a wealth of talent. Uh, his problem has been not getting on the field and playing. So, you know, given the opportunity to play, we'll see, uh, see how he progresses. And obviously we're familiar with Cam Moore as a player, so we knew that, you know, that kid was going to – get that job when Eric Morris got there. You know, that, that was kind of a, a done deal. And he just needed that opportunity to play. You know, you look at him, uh, what he does on tape, you know, he, he adjusts his mechanics a lot from high school to college, tightened it up quite a bit. He can make every throw on the field. Um, you know, we've seen him already a little bit, throwing around with the guys. He, he can make every throw. Um, and so we're really excited about getting him here in spring ball, you know, let him operate within the offense and, you know, see how athleticism translates, you know, in 11 on 11. But, you know, you can already see early returns. He's got a lot of talent. All right, we'll go to the first of three running backs for you guys. Starting it off with John Gentry, 5'11", 205 pounds. Transfer from Utah State, comes from North Shore. Yeah. Football factory, two state championships. This is the guy who knows how to win, isn't it? Yeah, we knew all about John when he went to Utah State. You know, again, hadn't lost a game in two years uh, as a high school player. Uh, I think he's a two-time captain. 
uh, a bigger back, that you know, like a 200 pounder. We were looking for a guy who ran real hard, had great physical tools. Yet you can spread him out wide. He can get involved in the passing game. Um, you know, we know Blake Anderson at Utah State very well. Obviously, he's a Sam grad. They loved him up there. Just wanted to get a little bit closer to home. And uh, again, you know, early indications are he's exactly what we were looking for as a player and as a person. He's got that championship DNA. You know, you know the type of kid you're getting when you get a kid out of North Shore. Um, and with all the talent and playmakers I had, they made it a point to get him the football in a variety of ways in the backfield, just put him out of receiver, you know, do stuff in the return game. So he's a guy that's got a lot of ability, got on the field at Utah State a little bit, but not quite the opportunity he was looking for. Um, so really excited to get him back close to home and, you know, continue that Houston pipeline. One of your high school signings, Landon Coco Brown. Yeah. Love it. Uh, 5'10", 190 pounds. He's out of Denton, played at Denton High School. Uh, once again, kind of continues a, a trend with a lot of these guys. Team captain, team MVP. What did y'all like about Yeah, district Coco? MVP. I mean, everyone we talked to up in that area said, boy, I can't believe you got Coco. I mean, he's a guy that has such a high upside. You know, nice size, great speed, uh, runs hard. Um, you know, just a guy that, you know, I think a lot of people missed on. And, again, district MVP, team captain. Um, we think he has a world of ability, and we think he'll come in here and he'll, he'll push early for, for, for playing time. Yeah, I mean, you look at his production, you know, over 1,800 yards, 24 touchdowns, just as a senior. I mean, he was a three-time team MVP. He was the clear best player in that program, and he really carried him on his back. You know, maybe not getting quite the publicity as some of the other schools in the area, um, but he really, you know, took it upon himself to have that level of production. You know, they put him at Wildcat quarterback, just getting the ball sometimes. They throw in the ball at the backfield. You know, he runs really hard. He's got really great contact balance, and he's a guy that we're really excited about getting to the fold. Final running back, DJ McKinney, 5'9", 175 pounds. Comes out of Oklahoma, Tulsa kid, Union High School. What did y'all like with DJ? And that's one of the philosophies also. We're going to recruit Texas kids, but we're going to you know, now have a little bit bigger footprint, kind of those border states, Louisiana, Oklahoma. You know, there's some great football in Kansas City, which we have some connections there. So we will go into some of those areas, and we, we wanted a change-up back. We wanted a guy who, when you, when you give him the ball, could just, you know, make things happen. Really dynamic, great acceleration. Uh, his highlight tape is a highlight tape that goes on forever. And I uh, love his personality. He was just on campus here the past weekend. Uh, again, we think we got a, a guy that can come in and really help us in a dynamic way. Yeah, he's a kid that you know we see as a, a late steal in the process, that was kind of under the radar. Uh, moved high schools to Tulsa Union his senior year and had a big senior season. Um, you look at his tape, he kind of reminds you a little bit what Noah Smith did for us at running back a couple years ago um, in 2021. So um, he's a guy that we're really excited about. He's the reason why we dip in Oklahoma sometimes to find some of those hidden gems. I had a buddy at SMU text me this morning and said, hey, that was a great pickup. Like He's a guy that was on our radar. Um, he just wasn't getting quite the, the offers. Just you know, being in Oklahoma, some of those guys get a little under-recruited. And so getting a kid like that, you know, some of our Oklahoma uh, State connections on staff, uh, we're really dipping in there a little bit. All right, we'll move on to your group of wide receivers. Bring in four wide receivers in. Start things off with Guavez Humphreys, six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's out of Junction City, Kansas, Butler Community College. I think if you look at any group and say you've improved your football team, it's this group of wide receivers. It's pretty impressive. Uh, maybe in my time, I don't know if I've had a group of wide receivers uh, with the depth uh, of this group here. Uh, you know, Guavez is all of six foot three. 215 pounds, just ran one of the fastest 10 yards in the entire team. Uh, an explosive guy was leading the country in yards and touchdowns at Butler Junior College up until an injury. And when he broke his foot, that shut him down. And I think it was a benefit for us because he probably was going to be, you know, first team All-American. He was going to lead the country in a lot of categories at the junior college. But we got him here and boy, he's an impressive looking guy. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, I mean, this past season, he was still second-team all-conference and arguably the most competitive junior college league in the country, and that was in a you know limited time. He still finished top five in the country in yards per game. Um, you know, you look at social media, you can kind of see uh, he's got a, a play where he's, he's catching, a, catching a ball and backflipping and landing on his feet, and you see how well he is put together. Um, you know, that level of just size and athleticism with, um, you know, with his speed and quickness and ball skills, you know, that's the kind of good you want to get at the FBS level who can, has a great catch radius and can really take advantage of smaller DBs. If you like 6'3 receivers, you're going to love this one. Quintavious Workman, 6'6", 210 out of Cary, North Carolina, East L.A. Community College. This guy comes in with all the measurables, all the rankings, number two ranked wide receiver in JUCO by 
ESPN, number 15 overall ranked JUCO player, according to ESPN. Tell me a little bit about Quintavious. Yeah, you know, all the quarterbacks have stopped in to see me to thank me for getting big catch radiuses, you know. <laughs> Coach, there's a lot of room for error uh, when we throw to these guys. But, uh, you know, you watch his tape and you realize – how smooth he is and how well he accelerates. And he was just out of the top 10 in the top 10-yard uh, dashes uh, we did a couple days ago. Uh, he was number 11, actually. And uh, with that size and that radius, uh, catch radius, um, he's just such an amazing pickup. Uh, again, we're thrilled that we got him to become a Bearcat. Yeah, he, he's got a special set of tools um, for being 6'6". He can drop his hips. He can redirect. Um, he's got a phenomenal ability to adjust to the ball. Um, the quarterbacks are really going to enjoy, you know, just giving them 50-50 balls because for him it's not a 50-50 ball, it's an 80-20 ball, you know, just for the physical tools that he has. And so he's the guy that grew up in military family, kind of moved all over the country, um, played his senior year at El Paso, uh, Chapin High School, um, you know, and when he got to East L.A., you know, looking for that opportunity, you know, we had a connection out there um, and got him on campus, loved it. Him and his dad uh, really enjoyed Huntsville, and so he's really excited to be here, and we think he's making a major impact for us. All right, we'll move on to Malik Phillips, 5'11", 175, Really good route runner type of guy. Um, not the same build as the other two guys. What do y'all see in Malik? Yeah, I mean, here's a winner. Uh, won a national championship. Um, top 10 in the country in, in receiving yards, I believe, uh, at the junior college level. Just so smooth. In and out of his breaks. Uh, great acceleration. Uh, can help us in the return game. You know, here's a guy who's going to come in and, and find a way to compete probably at that slot position, but you can bump him out wide also. So gives us a lot of versatility. And, again, was one of those guys you could not turn him down when you had an opportunity to get him here. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a smooth operator. I mean, the way he comes in out of his breaks, um, the way he can run the entire route tree, play inside, play outside, natural ball, uh, ball skills, um, and he can run by it too. So, I mean, he's a guy that fits that mold, you know, and that you know that kind of that Ife Day type, you know, do stuff with Noah, maybe remind you a little bit of Davion Davis. Like, he has the ability to make a lot of plays. He's very productive, you know, top 10 receiving yards, top 15 receiving touchdowns. Um, he's a guy that was, you know, one of the team leaders on that 2021 national championship team at the JUCO level. And then finally, your last receiver you're bringing in, Lonnie Atkinson, six foot, 190 out of Wichita, Kansas, played at Roy Miller High School uh, here in Texas. And you have to love the numbers on this guy. Uh, 4,500 plus career yards, 52 touchdowns, a really producer guy. Yeah, eighth in in the nation, I mean, eighth in Texas all time uh, in yards. And so here's a guy who had three amazing productive years. Um, again, you know, we're hoping that he doesn't have to play right away for us. Um, highest rated uh, high school wide receiver in the history of the program, a guy that just can go up and make plays. I'm not sure if the defensive guys aren't going to fight us every single day, you know, for, for trying to get him over on defense because he would have been a, a take on defense. One of the few players that we had, Jason, that was rated as a one as a wide receiver and one as a cornerback. So here's a guy who's a tremendous football player who's going to help us in the return game, and we're excited about his future. Yeah, an absolutely prolific career um, down there in Corpus Christi at Royal Miller High School. Um, you know, he's a guy that, you know, his head coach raves about him. Um, just the kind of kid he is, you know, um, he's really excited to get him here at Sam Houston. Um, we think he's got a chance to be special. You know, we have a lot of talent in the receiver room, so, you know, we'll see what opportunities are going to be there um, for him. But he's going to come in and compete because he's got so much ability. Um, his ball skills are phenomenal. I mean, he just makes plays, and the production speaks for itself. One more pass catcher for you guys. Y'all didn't bring in one tight end, Bryce Gilchrist, six foot three, 240 pounds out of Frisco Heritage High School. Yeah, and he's here right now. He was a, he was a earlier enrollee, um, physical uh, H back sort of guy. Uh, can put his hand in the dirt. We can motion him. Can even put him back in the backfield. Uh, been really impressed with his attitude, his mentality already in the weight room with the big guys. And it's tough when you're a high school senior and you come into a program like ours uh, in January, and there's so many you know proven players already. It, it, it's tough to you know kind of get your footing. And I think he's done a great job. Um, you know, in the weight room and, and working with our guys. And, again, he's a physical guy. Um, doesn't look like he's 240, but he's all of 240, and we think he can give us some unique things uh, with this offense we're going to be putting in this year. You know, he's a coach's kid, you know, head coach of uh, uh, Fresco Heritage, very well-respected program. Um, he was a team captain, first team all district, all four years in high school. You know, kind of did a lot of different things versatility-wise. You know, played some receiver. He realized that I'm probably going to be a tight end at the next level, put on weight, 
Um, got a lot stronger in the weight room, and he's really going to fit what we do schematically as far as that kind of that off-ball, H-back tight end, uh, make plays in the pass game, block well in the run game, and kind of be that, that gadget guy back there. All right, well, let's take a look at the guys up front. Uh, brought in six, ton of size here. We'll start with William McCollum, six foot five, two hundred or three hundred and twenty-five pounds. Yeah, no, he's bought at three forty-five right now. We're gonna get him down to three twenty-five. But uh, William is a tremendous talent. You know, we thought going into the Mississippi Junior Colleges would be a good fit for us. If you look at our footprint now in terms of the teams we're playing, you know, we're gonna be in those areas, and uh, we beat some really good schools uh, on William. Uh, he is massive, great feet, uh, really strong. Um, you know, I'm excited what I see in the weight room because, you know, with, with Parker Whiteman, uh, our phenomenal strength coach, I see, I see William making progress every single day. And for a big man, he really moves well. We're just trying to trim him down a little bit um, just so, you know, uh, during the course of the game that we can get a lot of snaps out of him. But he moves really well for a 345-pounder right now. We're pretty impressed. Yeah, I mean, being first team all conference in the Mississippi JUCOs, that you know, that says a lot. There's a lot of talent in that area, and like Coach said, that's kind of our put, footprint going forward. Um, look at regionally in our conference, where we playing out that direction, and those kind of kids, I think, fit us. You know, where they come from and, and who we are, they fit our culture. Um, they fit just kind of that um, that you know, blue collar worker mentality. And so he's a great kid. You know, we're really excited to get him here. Um, he's got all the tools to work with. I know Coach Bassett. I was really excited to develop him this spring and get him some reps. Another junior college guy for y'all. Grayson Jackson Smith, six foot four, three hundred pounds, out of Monroe, Louisiana, comes from Tyler Junior College. Yeah, we have a little bit of a connection there because Coach Rocco was the former head coach at Tyler Junior College, so we, we we have a pretty good idea what kind of person and kind of player we're getting with Grayson. Again, great size. You can't find tackles. You just can't. You can't find those guys who have uh, have that length. He has that length. Yet at the same time physical enough that you could bump him inside if you felt you had, had some other guys. So uh, a guy that we think can come in and compete right away. It was really important for us to get William and, and Grayson here in the spring so we could have spring practice with them. But, again, tremendous upside. He's a guy that, you know, was, unfortunately he got injured that spring 2021 season that kind of led into the fall. And so he was a little off the radar just from missing that year. And then he came and had a great year this past season. You know, he was on our radar going into the year, and we kept, you know, monitoring him and recruiting him, and we were able to get it done in December. So uh, really excited to add him to that O-line room. You know, we added, you know older guys were pretty young kind of across the board. He's a guy that we think can come in and make an impact for us. Uh, one of your high school signees, Easton Fulton, Six foot three, three hundred pounds out of Rosebud. Played at Rosebud Lot High School. Yeah, for us to be a Conference USA team, these are the kind of guys we have to find. We have to find those guys that are a little bit smaller high school. You know, the the UTSA's and the Baylor's and and maybe the Texas's aren't getting in there. And we find those guys, and this guy is just uh, an absolute steal. I mean, you know, here right now, again, one of our early enrollees, so impressive in the weight room can play center or guard, and actually can bump out and play tackle if, if he would need to. So it gives us a lot of versatility. I think him being here this spring gives him a chance to actually compete for some playing time for the for the fall. I mean, he was an absolute dominant force at Rosebud Lot, um, playing both ways. Um, he was actually getting recruited by some Power 5 schools, potentially as a D-lineman. That's how athletic he is. You look, you know, look at him pull on tape. He's very under control, very balanced. Can redirect, doesn't lose speed. And just that natural strength. I mean, he he looks like a grown man in the weight room when you see him moving weight around. So, you know, getting here for the spring. I mean, it's almost like getting a transfer as far as you know, getting a guy who's going to have that kind of development experience and spring ball. He's in a guy that can um, really push to be in the two deep early on. Another old lineman for you guys, Colt Dietrich, six foot six, two hundred eighty pounds. Yeah, again, a tackle body. Can't find those tackle bodies. Very athletic, tremendous upside. Might have as much upside as any of uh, of our offensive linemen. We felt really good about the four high school offensive linemen we got. We also felt that we were recruiting guys that could go play in Conference USA. Um, you know, there was a couple years back there when we were getting kind of beaten up by the North Dakota State and James Madison's on the O line and D line, and we made a really concerted effort to get bigger and more physical. We've even gotten bigger and more physical since that point. So, again, here's a guy that we think uh, has tremendous upside and, uh, you know, excited that we have him here as Bearcat. Yeah, Colt's got a tremendous ceiling. I mean, that's that's the kind of kid that if he develops and he reaches his full potential, that you're talking about potentially being a Sunday guy. When you look at the skill set that he has, his length, his physicality, he plays the game with a very nasty streak. I mean, he's a very athletic kid. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, uh, growing up plays in quarterback, you know, and just got bigger and bigger and ended up being just the best guy on the field. And, you know, getting him here with Coach Bassett, uh, really, you know, trying to teach him how to play, how to be a college football player, polish up stuff. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see how he develops, you know, year one. But he's a guy that ceiling is, is very high. We'll move on to Will Hutchins, six foot four, two hundred and eighty pounds out of Lindell. Uh, what did y'all like about Will? Yeah, it gives you versatility in the inside. Can probably be a center or a guard. Uh, physical guy. Uh, love his athleticism. Again, has the size at six foot four. Um, we think he can really grow into into his frame, and, and um, you know, just really impressed when you watch his high school tape. Yeah, he's a guy that you, know, you look at him and. Um, the best offensive lineman in East Texas, according to some um, some publications, and you know you look at the tape and you can see why. Uh, I mean, he had over 120 pancakes as a senior. I mean, he likes to finish guys, um, so we're really excited to get him in here and you know repping some center, rep some guard. You know, he's the guy that we want a, a battle against. You know, our conference opponent, Louisiana Tech, on in East Texas. You know, we're gonna run to those guys a lot, and we keep winning those battles. We're gonna have a good time. You want to talk about coming in a high school guy with size and having that frame that you like, Zach Session. Yeah. Six foot four, 305 pounds out of Katy, played at Morton Ranch High School, 2022 preseason Houston Touchdown Club selection. Uh, tell me a little bit about Zach. Yeah, you know, Zach has such upside. You know, here's a guy that uh, we think can, you know, develop into be not only a good Conference USA player, a great Conference USA player. So, uh, again, we, we're thrilled that the, the four high school players we got, we feel have tremendous upside. Here's a young man that uh, was at uh, obviously a very competitive. Uh, program at Katie, and um, you know we think can come in and, and really develop to be something special. Yeah, that Katie IS, ISD district. I mean, every week is going to be a battle. You know, he's a kid that that fills up a door frame when he walk in. You say, "Who's that kid?" You know, we got him here for a junior day, and immediately he stood out. You know, when he walks amongst the group, um, he's a guy that played guard early on, played tackle this past year, and so that's kind of the versatility we're looking for with his length. You know, can he bump outside? You know, with his physicality and strength, because he can play inside. Um, he's just a guy that we're really excited to get in the room and let develop. Well, that's a look at the uh, new guys on offense as part of this signing class. 15 players joining that side of the ball. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at the other side of the ball and talk about the new guys coming in on defense here on the Sam Houston Football 2023 Signing Day Special. Bearcat fans, single game tickets for the Sam Houston men's and women's basketball seasons are now available to purchase. Reserve your seats now to cheer on the Bearcats at Johnson Coliseum throughout the 22-23 season. To purchase tickets, you can go to GoBearcats.com or call the Bearcat Athletic Ticket Office at 936-294-1729. We look forward to seeing you here at Johnson Coliseum. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to the 2023 Sam Houston Football Signing Day Special. I'm Jason Barfield, joined by Casey Keeler and Clayton Barnes. And let's jump right in to the defense, guys. And let's get our first defensive lineman off the board, Jaden Gaines, six foot three, 270 pounds, out of Houston Westside High School. You can't find these guys. I mean, it's a, it's a tough commodity uh, in the transfer market and the high school market. And so when we saw Jaden's frame and you, and you see how he plays, how physical, how he strikes, you know he's a young man that we can really develop. And uh, we, we got him committed pretty early. Uh, he was uh, down at the Battle of the Piney Woods and, and has been up to, to campus. And we're excited to get him on campus and see, uh, see what growth he can have during his career because he's a lot of upside. Yeah, very dominant player in his district, um, district defense MVP, uh, two-time All-District. You know, you look at his twitch off the ball. You know, he's got some link to him as well, playing on the inside. So he's a guy that, you know, can make an impact at the three-technique spot. He adds more weight and strength in college. They play some nose as well. He's just a guy that can really be disruptive up front. Next, my absolute favorite name on this group, Meatball Smith. Yeah. Defensive lineman, six foot 295, comes out of Richmond, Virginia, a Georgia State transfer. Yeah, and he was a preseason all-sun uh, belt. Uh, he's a guy that um, – you know, has significant playing experience at a, at a, a pretty good level. Um, very twitchy, uh, very physical. We see him as a, a guy who can play nose, um, and uh, you know, a guy that when when you know you go up to the weight room and there's guys putting extra time in, he's one of those guys who's always putting extra time in. So he's here right now. Um, really excited about him. You know, grew up in in Richmond, Virginia. Obviously, me being from the East Coast, know that area very well. Great high school football in that area, and uh, we were just so thrilled because, again, 
you can't find defensive linemen, and we think there's an impact guy for us. Yeah, if you're looking for him on the Georgia State roster, you have to look for Akeem Smith, but he made me promise and we list him as Meatball Smith. So that, that's what he goes by. He, you know, he was a great player at Georgia State, played a lot of snaps, and was on back-to-back bowl win teams. Um, he's a guy that you know graduated, was looking for an opportunity to uh, you know further his education and find a new environment to play in. And, you know, he sees the win that we've had here. He sees the culture we've built on defense with Swarm and Compete, and he wanted to be a part of it. So, you know, we've had a lot of great players up front, you know, in recent years, you know, a couple, you know, grad transfers as well. And we think he's going to fit in that mold. Another transfer for you guys, Jaden Phillips, six foot two, 270 pounds out of Clovis, New Mexico, came comes from New Mexico. Yeah, uh, we consider like a real Swiss Army knife that if you needed a three technique – he could play three. If you need him to play out at end, he can play out at end. He's even played some nose in a three-man line at New Mexico. And, and, and what we saw at New Mexico was we felt maybe he played a little bit out of position at times. We feel what we do defensively might be a better fit for him. Didn't redshirt as a freshman, so you, you know he came in and made an immediate impact there. Um, I just think that we got a guy that's going to give us a lot of versatility uh, on the defensive line. He's a really good football player. You know, he's the second guy out of Clovis, New Mexico, which is pretty close to the border from Texas. So, you know, guys that are still fairly close to home as far as location. Um, you know, he wanted a new opportunity. And you look at his tape and you, you see shades of Trace Mascaro. You see shades of Tyler Moore, kind of those Swiss Army Knife guys that can be a big end, that can be a disruptive inside guy. And so he's a guy that we, we think fits what we do uh, schematically. We think it's going to give us depth at multiple positions. And so we're excited about him joining the team. You talk about, you know, Swiss Army Knife guys who can kind of do multiple things. Nate White, you list him defensive end slash linebacker, six foot three, two twenty five, out of Miami. He's a JUCO All American. Yep. Yeah, again, a, a guy who can gives you a lot of versatility. He can go over and play that Jack position where Markel Perry plays. He can go over and play uh, defensive end uh, where where we we have uh, you know some some pretty talented guys there. But depends on what we're doing and who we're playing. Um, we like to get some extra speed on the field. So again, you know, love his frame. Uh, love love uh, the way he runs, how dynamic he is, how sudden he is. And, uh, again, you know, a guy who's here right now uh, getting ready for spring practice, and we feel really good about him. Yeah, we love those versatile guys on defense just because that's how you manufacture extra depth, you know, to move guys different positions. And so you look at his tape, it kind of reminds you of Markel Perry as far as his motor, his ability to run, his ability to track things, redirect in space, but also put his hand in the dirt and make some plays, you know, playing on the edge. So uh, he's a guy that's going to, um, you know, come right in and make an impact and try to fight and get that rotation and, you know, affect you in the pass rush game. So uh, he's the kind of guy we like to get. Two high school linebackers that you guys are bringing in. We'll start with Eli Wallace. Six foot one, two fifteen, out of Dallas. Played at Duncanville High School. Also, the younger brother of Joe Wallace. So he's got connections to the program. Tell me about Eli. Man, it was so great spending time with mom on his visit. You know, she um, she was a big part of our our community here uh, when we had Joe. And uh, you know, Eli was a guy we weren't sure we we're going to be able to get, and got him late. We weren't necessarily looking for a linebacker, but it was one of those things where we had to take him. Dynamic, twitchy, strikes you. Uh, a guy that uh, you know we anticipate will be on every single special team next year and will be going in and competing to, to, to get some playing time right away. So we felt great about the two linebackers we got. Even though we have a pretty good crew there right now, we think these two guys can come in and compete. And Eli's uh, a special talent. You know, we, we know what kind of kid we're getting with Eli, you know, with that family connection. Obviously, Joe is a great player for us, kind of foundational piece of that Nash championship team of those 21 straight wins. And so uh, we had those connections. You know, he's a guy that we, you know, we said – do we offer right now, or is it going to open up the floodgates? Because we know what kind of player this kid is. You know, he's a starter, start middle linebacker for what would become the state championship Duncanville team. You know, they finally broke through for Coach Samples. And so, you know, getting the chance to sign, sign him was, was awesome. You know, he's going to be a guy that can play multiple spots at linebacker. He's got a very unique story. Played a little bit defensive line earlier in his career when he's at Skyline. Um, really transformed his body and became a special player at the linebacker position. So, you know, Coach Hensley was fired up. You know, we, we had conversations about, I know we're not necessarily in the market, but you can't take you can't turn this kid down. I mean, he's special. One more high school linebacker, Forrest Gatlin, six foot one, 240 pounds. He's out of Mesquite, played at Mesquite High School. And, and maybe his high school tape is as good as any on uh, our, our roster right now. Really an impressive guy. Got him committed early. Um, you know, we were a little surprised that we got him committed as early as we did because we knew he'd have a lot of opportunities. And this is a very physical player. And, again, we've got two really, really outstanding high school linebackers that we can build a foundation on uh, for the future. Yeah, when you see him in the uniform for his photo shoot, you say, that's what an FBS linebacker looks like. I mean, he, he, he fills up, you know, he fills up the, uh, the shoulder pads. I mean, he's, 
He's all bit of 240, and he's a guy that played in space in high school. They put him out in the field, tried to play slant, Sam linebacker, and and make plays out there in coverage. And so you put him in the box, you know, some Mike, some Will, and he's really going to be a guy that's going to be a force in the run game that's not going to be any kind of liability in the pass game. Um, so he's a guy that, you know, like Coach said with Eli, he's going to come in and make plays on special teams and just be a physical presence for us. All right, so we're now at the halfway point of this class. It feels like it anyway because we're about to dig in on the defensive back. <laughs> probably could be its own show altogether. <laughs> it could altogether. be its own show. Seven defensive backs yeah. coming in as part of this class. Um, so let's start off with DeCarrick Hobbs. Six yeah. foot, 185, Conroe kid, comes to y'all from Kilgore Junior College. Yeah, you know, young man who had uh, a lot of opportunities uh, in state for, for G5s and also in our conference um, you know, teams that we'll be playing against next year. And, uh, you know, just a really good get for us. We, we thought we needed a guy who could come in and, and compete right away as a starting corner. We think he can do that. Uh, great ball skills. Had a great career at Kilgore. And, again, a guy that we think, and is here right now, can come in and during spring ball compete for a starting job. You know, myself being a Montgomery County guy, I always enjoy getting those kids here, you know, from our backyard. And you know, he's a guy that had some family connections as well, um, being from Conroe. And, and knowing some guys on the team and guys in the past. And so um, you look at production, he had a DB. I mean, he made a lot of plays on the ball, um, 18 pass breakups, six interceptions. You know, we had to compete against some G5 teams to get him here. And, you know, luckily he bought into what we were doing as far as uh, defensively, uh, bought into our winning tradition and the chance to be close to home and play FBS football. Well, you don't have to go far for the next one. Stick with Kilgore, Demarcus Crosby. Crosby and Hobbs, kind yep. of a little – a little buddy, little, star, little, little Starskin Hutch, yeah, Parrot yeah. Hobbs, that's that's I, I. I was referring to him as Starskin Hutch, and the coach. It's not that quite that, but you, we know that you know who they are. Uh, you know, here's a guy that uh, it came down to the very end. Um, you know, because we had to get him in school. You know, and and so some decisions had to be made pretty early, and we had power fives actually coming in late on us, and you know, other G fives in the state, and and G fives in in, in our conference. And, uh, you know, I, get, I think getting them together what was a big deal. And, again, very rangy, very athletic. Uh, we need a starting safety. We think he can come in and compete right away. And it's great having him here for spring practice. He's another guy from the Houston area that, you know, that, that's always going to be our, our benefit is our location. And those Houston kids that want to stay close to home and with the opportunity to come play FBS ball and turn down some of those opportunities further away from home um, really played in our favor. Um, you know, DeCarrick committed first and really became one of our lead recruiters on DeMarcus, and we're really excited to give him a package deal. Um, but, yeah, he makes a lot of plays in the run game. He shows up. He makes plays um, in the passing game. He's a guy that can cover a lot of ground and is very rangy. So now we'll go to the high school group of guys. You bring in five high school DBs. Started off with Jamari Wiggins, six foot one, 180 pounds out of Waco Connolly, and a guy I know y'all really like. Yeah, highest rated player in the history of uh, Sam Houston. And those, those ratings are great. You know, sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. This kid's a special football player. And when we got him committed, it's like, okay, we got him a little, committed a little bit earlier than we thought we were going to. Now we have to hold on. And because, you know, there's going to be a lot of people going in. He plays in a great high school program. There's a five-star that's playing right next to him uh, that, that's a year below him. And, uh, you know, he just had a very close connection here, uh, very tight with KJ, uh, our linebacker. Um, and so uh, that helped us. But, uh, again, we got a really special talent. And, again, highest-rated player ever in the history of this program. You know, uh, he's pretty well-respected. Yeah, definitely got to give a shout-out to KG and the Gaither family, you know, being the assist over there. Um, you know, he's he's a guy that we are very excited about getting here. You know, we flipped him from Rice. He's a good student, um, you know, very well thought of um, in his community. And so uh, he's a guy that, you know, when you look at it on tape – he shows up in the run game. He's not afraid to get physical and come down the box, but he's a guy that has the athleticism to make plays from sideline to sideline and the free safety position. So he's a guy that's, you know, going to get here this summer and really we're going to push him to see what he can do and see if he can come compete for us. You know, we have opportunities to play in the secondary, and he's a guy that's got the talent to do it. Another guy coming from really a big-time program, Caden Kelly, 5'11", 170 pounds. He's out of Denton, played at Denton Ryan. 2020 state champion once again a guy coming from a really good high school program and you love getting guys from programs like this because they know what it takes they know the commitment level when they move to the college level a lot of these high schools are run just like you know we run our college program so uh, he understands the weight room he understands the commitment level he understands what it takes and very versatile gives you a lot of opportunities you know pro can play safety can play nickel 
can even bump out and play corner. I mean, he can play a lot of different positions for you. So I think it's one of those when we get a guy like Caden, it's going to be, okay, where's our need, and let's try fitting him in there now, and then we'll see how he develops. But he gives you a lot of versatility. Yeah, I believe he was our first commit on defense in this class, and we're really excited to get him in the boat uh, when he came in the, in the past summer. Uh, we get our guys and our top guys on campus in the summer really trying to start sealing the deal, going into their senior year. And he's a guy that really got the ball rolling. Um, you look at the production he's had there with the number of tackles he's had. He's played all over the place, like Coach says, safety, nickel. Um, makes plays on special teams, too. You see on his highlights, he's making plays on teams. And he's, he's a guy that can come in and make an impact in that, in that um, you know, part as well. So um, really excited to get him here in the secondary, figure out where he fits in, and let him compete. Got another state champion coming in in Dax Perrini, six foot two, 195 pounds, won a 2020, 2020 state championship at Argyle. Yeah, again, we love those guys from great high school programs. We love Dak's length and, and it gives you some, some, some different options and some versatility and just a really, really good football player. You know, you don't play in a program like Argyle um, and, and play at the level he did without, you know, being very well respected. Really um, did a great job recruiting him. And again, beat some pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, G5s to get him here. Oh yeah, we're really excited about Dax. Um, you know the athleticism that he has, very versatile player. Um, also very productive, 104 tackles as a senior. Um, you know they even put him on offense every now and then just to get him the ball in his hand, just because he's a talented athlete. Um, so he's the guy that we're really excited to get here and play, probably play at the safety position and uh, see what he can do. All right, another one, uh, hometown familiar with the program, but. Uh, Zamaria Weaver, six foot, 190 pounds, out of Nacogdoches. Yeah, played both sides of the ball. Uh, versatile athlete. Again, you know, a guy that you you know you just love his athleticism, and you get him on campus, and you'll figure it out as you move along. You know, can he play corner? Can he play safety? Can he play nickel? Uh, again, love his frame, uh, love his productivity, and again, uh, from a, from a good high school program. Yeah, went in enemy territory a little bit and had to go pluck a guy from. So uh, he's the guy that was getting recruited on both sides of the ball. Um, he's just a very versatile player. Um, I feel like I'm saying that word a lot, but that's kind of what we look for, guys that can play multiple positions, can do a lot of different things as a football player. Um, he's a guy that came in the camp and really impressed our coaches. You know, we, we offered him there at camp and uh, made a decision uh, later that summer and uh, really excited to get him here. All right, and the final guy of the class, the seventh and final defensive back that you are bringing in in this group, Chanson Prox, 5'11", 175 pounds. He's out of Canton. Yeah, he has the tools that can play corner at the, at this level. And has the length, has the speed, um, and has the tools to be able to go out there and play one-on-one -on -one coverage. So, uh, again, a versatile athlete that uh, we think that uh, down the road is going to be you know, an outstanding corner for us. You know, a smaller town, East Texas kid. We were on him for a long time. Uh, he was the last one to jump on the boat, um, of the DBs at a high school. And, you know, we're, you know, fighting Wyoming, some other G5s. And, you know, he's the kind of kid that really fits who we are uh, culturally. And we're really excited to get him here. And, you know, he's going to be a chance to, to come in and play, um, whether it's on teams, whether it's um, at the corner position, maybe at nickel. Um, he's got ball skills. He's willing to tackle. He makes plays in space. He's a guy that's really going to be a great player for us, I think. All right. So there's a look at the 28 new players part of this signing class. Great breakdown there. Looking forward to seeing what these guys can do on the field. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back for one last segment, and we're going to look ahead to the spring, kind of what's to come for this program, some changes that may be in place, and as well as that upcoming schedule for 2023, some differences there that we'll talk about coming up here in just a moment on the 2023 Sam Houston Football Signing Day Special. Bearcat fans, single game tickets for the Sam Houston men's and women's basketball seasons are now available to purchase. Reserve your seats now to cheer on the Bearcats at Johnson Coliseum throughout the 22-23 season. To purchase tickets, you can go to GoBearcats.com or call the Bearcat Athletic Ticket Office at 936-294-1729. We look forward to seeing you here at Johnson Coliseum. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to the 2023 Sam Houston Football Signing Day Special. Jason Barfield here, joined by Casey Keeler and Clayton Barnes. And, uh, Coach, let's go ahead and look ahead to the spring now. Yep. And uh, kind of now that you've got this class in place, you can turn your attention to spring ball. Just kind of what are some of the things that you're going to be looking at putting into place as you prepare for your first season 
as a Conference USA member. Well, we have some coaching changes. And so, you know, we have a new wide receiver coach that's going to be coming in, and that's hopefully going to happen here in the next week or so. And we have a new defensive tackles coach coming in, which is going to hopefully happen here in the next week or so. And uh, we have a new offensive coordinator who is now on campus and is involved in in in, uh, in our meetings and those kind of things, Brad Cornelson. And Brad is, uh, wow, you talk about an experienced football coach. Um, you know, was an offensive coordinator at Memphis. They did a great job there. Got a chance to go to Virginia Tech uh, with Fuentes. Um, had a nice run there. Uh, you know, just had one of those bad years, you know, and, and the staff got fired and he was out. And uh, we knew of Brad and we just looked at his tape and we loved the things that he did. We loved how he adapted uh, the offense to his personnel, especially to his quarterback. It depended on what kind of quarterback he had, how he'd adapt his, uh, his personnel. And we had him on campus and we really hit it off. And uh, we're really just pleased with uh, what he brings to us as a, an experienced play caller, as a guy who has called plays at a, the Power Five and has done very well. Um, you know, really excited what uh, what he'll bring to to the offense. When you look at this and the group of new guys that y'all have coming in, especially some of your mid years and stuff like that, how big is it for them to be able to have a spring and and learn from the new offensive coordinator? Well, I think it's pivotal. Um, you know, you look at that room you know, um, offensively, but also the whole team. you got a mix of guys. you got guys that have been here for the national championship run, for the 21 wins um, in a single year. You've got guys that, you know, maybe they got here and they were sitting behind those guys and got to play a lot last year with some of the injuries and red shirts and things like that. And you got a lot of fresh new faces we brought in as well. And so you see all those guys meshing well together. You can already see in the workouts that those guys are gelling. They're buying into who we are, buying into what we do. And now you get them for 15 practices in spring football and get to operate within the offense, operate within the defense, and really start building towards what we're going to do this fall. Uh, we're really all in on everything. When you look at Brad, just what were some of the qualities that you really liked about him and how you think he might fit in here? Yeah, you know, he's a guy who, you know, coaches quarterbacks. Um, you know, during this time that he was uh, out of football, he was working at a, a complex, you know, training quarterbacks. Um, we just love when we saw his tape, we love the creativity. And we loved how he saw what he had in front of him and how he best used his personnel. And uh, he's, I know, so thrilled uh, to be here. I mean, he's very impressed with the guys, you know, just kind of seeing him in the weight room and kind of seeing him run around on the field. I mean, he thinks that this offense has a shot. And uh, it's going to be a big spring because it's, it's a brand-new offense. You know, I pretty much turned the whole thing over to him and said, okay, you bring in your stuff. Don't, don't take our stuff and incorporate – you, you bring in your stuff, put in the terminology, put it in the signaling, put, put in you know, whatever schemes, put that, that all in that you're comfortable with. And uh, so and the new coaches are learning it and the players are learning it. And I think coming out of spring, we got to feel really good about where we're moving. So this, uh, this uh, next uh, 45 days is really important to us. When you look at the spring and then heading into the fall, it's got to feel good to know you've got – a normal calendar, right. a normal schedule, because, you know, you go all the way back. You lose 2020. You have all of the games in 21. You play a spring season. You've got really an abbreviated schedule for a couple of back-to-back -back seasons, so you hadn't played a full slate. It's got to feel good as a coach and as a program just to get back to a sense of normalcy and doing things when they're supposed to happen, yeah. the timing and the spacing of the way things are supposed to happen, it's got to feel good to start to get on track and get back to um, what you've known your whole career. Yeah, and, and it does, And it, but also when, when you have an opener like a BYU, I mean, it gives you a sense of urgency. And you can tell there's a sense of urgency in that weight room. You can tell, you know, guys are coming in on Saturday. I mean, I think, I think there's like 65 guys in on Saturday on an off day getting extra work in. You can tell there's a mentality of like, you know, let's attack this FBS. Let's attack this schedule. We know the schedule's uphill. We're smart enough to know how good BYU is, how good Air Force is, how good Houston is, how good the rest of Conference USA is. But our kids aren't backing down. And, and we like the talent we have. Our key is can we develop that talent from this point till, till game one? Can we develop that talent? But I think we have enough talent in the room to go play with anybody. And Clayton, from your standpoint, as you – head into the spring, where are you right now in terms of starting to look towards 24s, 25s, and seeing what can fit in with this current program? Yeah, I think one benefit with us is, you know, we it was a very quiet sign day today. Most of our guys signed in December, so we've already turned the page quite a bit when it comes to this recruiting class. And so now, you know, with some new coaches coming in, new area assignments, you know, 
coaches get into high schools in January, we can really get a head start on those evaluations. Get here, get kids here in March for junior days, get them on campus, you know, let them see a spring practice, get to know the staff, start building relationships. Um, you know, like we said, you know, we, we have a different you know, metric when it comes to recruiting, you know, different guys that are more open to us. And so, you know, we're really excited about getting that, that ball started on the next high school class. Um, you know, with the portal windows, you can kind of focus a little bit more during those times instead of tracking it throughout the, you know, throughout the semester. It's a little more condensed, which helps us from a recruiting calendar standpoint. Um, so really, you know, we're excited to, to get in high schools again. And, and now we can sit here and say, hey, look at our schedule. Look, we're playing BYU. We're playing Houston. We're playing Air Force NRG. Look at our Conference USA schedule. Look at the teams that are coming here, the place where we're going on the road. You know, this is real FBS football. You know, there's no more talk about we're going there or, you know, wait a year. It's now it's real. Let's talk about the schedule, Coach. When you look at it, um, obviously you've got the big names that Clayton just kind of rattled off to start. But uh, once you get into conference play, it is going to be different. You've got October where you've got the weeknight games, Thursday nights, Wednesday yeah. night games. You'll be playing on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, CBS Sports Network. It's completely different than anything we've ever had yeah. here before. So let's just kind of dive into that. What are your What are your thoughts on the schedule? What excites you? What maybe concerns you a little bit? Yeah, well, it's funny. I was sitting in Clayton's office yesterday, and he's already getting charters for our five charter flights that we're going to have next year. So it's going to be a little bit different. You know, we typically had averaged maybe one charter every two years or so, maybe a third year. We have five charters next year. So there's a lot more mechanics that go into the whole operation in terms of preparing for the season. But uh, our, our our kids and our, our whole program are really excited about, you know, the opportunity to play, you know, such a great schedule, get a chance to get on national television. Um, we're excited about the midweek games. We think we can get some really nice crowds here, get our student body out supporting, supporting the Cats. So, uh, yeah, I mean – uh, we knew the, the transition from, you know, FCS program to, to you know, FBS was going to be, you know, challenging. Um, but I think we feel really good about where we are right now. I think we feel really good about the recruiting that we've done. And um, I think how we planned it out to get these 15 or I'm sorry, 14 players in mid-year is going to kind of help us uh, moving into next year. Uh, also, you know, because we were ahead in recruiting, um, most of our guys in December were out doing 24s. That's never happened here before. You know, we're we're we were at a pace where, um, you know, we were trying to sign most of our kids in this period. Now, now we're getting ahead and we're we're moving towards the twenty fours, and and we feel good. We have a pretty good, you know, uh, foot in the door uh, moving into uh, spring recruiting. So, uh, yeah, things have changed a lot, and I think they've changed for the better. And uh, I think spring's going to be really critical for us to you know move forward and have successful fall. Well, twenty twenty three is. Going to be a historic year for Sam Houston Athletics, for Sam Houston football, as we uh, start a, a new chapter in this uh, in this department, moving FBS football, Conference USA, and, uh, you know, as part of this transition, I know a lot of the eyes go to the football program, so we're really looking forward to it. No pressure on you guys, <laughs> you know, but uh, you are going to be carrying this flag for a little while as, uh, as we make this transition. So appreciate you joining us. Breaking all of this down as we take a look now at 2023. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get together again during spring football and talk a little bit more about the progress that you guys are making. So that's going to do it for today's show. want to thank you for joining us here. Again, if you haven't seen the schedule, check it out. It's on GoBearCats.com, the 2023 schedule. And uh, that'll have all the information you need. Ticket information will be there as well as season tickets will go on sale this spring. So hopefully we have you out at Bauer Stadium to be part of it. So I want to thank you for joining us once again here on the 2023 Sam Houston Football Signing Day Special. 